I'm very excited to have the very handsome and very funny Gino on our podcast. He's a really great comedian. He's pretty much a staple in the Orange County scene. He also is a bartender, so he's like the expert on this, guys, okay? Uh, he's going to tell you what it's really like on the other side of the bar. Okay, so welcome the very funny Gino. Hi, how are hey. you doing? Hey, how are you doing, Lee? Awesome. So um, are you an alcoholic? Uh we're all alcoholics on some level. What does that mean? Can you explain what does that mean? I don't know. That's something that they told me when we were kids, just so that you would know that even if your mom had a sip of alcohol on the, on the holidays, that she was still some type of alcoholic. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was, the, it was the, the, the officers. You know, they come in and have a talk with the kids, and they tell you a bunch of stuff that's supposed to be able to apply in real life, but none of it really does. Man, I have to reevaluate my life. Thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> so, um, how did I you? Drink, I don't drink a whole lot. No, I know that's what you mean. What does a whole lot mean? Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I guess I'll I'll binge sometimes. Like last night, I had I had I think like three drinks. And that's, really? That's probably, yeah, that's probably as much as I've had in like a little while. But I'll go. But I can go for like twelve hours. I can be a twelve-hour drunk. Are you serious? Super, and be super charming for like most of it. Oh my god, that's amazing! Cause I saw you last night, yeah. and I did. What, did you did you already when you were at Father's? Did I what now? Did you have three drinks already when you were at Father's, or you were no, drinking no, no, at I Father's? Go. Usually, like usually, I take a shot just before I go on stage. Cause usually by Sunday, like I've worked nights and it's been maybe like two or three days since the last time I mic'd, so I need that that quick drunk energy. Oh. I'll take a shot before I hit the stage, but. There were like 20 people in front of me. So I was just like, I'm going to yeah. get buzzed for this. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many people last night. I was just so done. I wanted to stay more, but I, I just couldn't. But um, so how did you get started as a bartender? As a bartender? I kind of took the back door. I just, uh, oh. I, ju I just had a friend. Uh, I made friends with the guy who was bartending at a place where I worked and I just had him start training me and so one day the manager came out and he saw me behind the bar and he's like all right well i guess this is a thing now <laughs> wow so you kind of forced them by just inserting yourself in the bar and you got i don't off. know i don't know why <laughs> i'm not i don't command uh anything that resembles professionalism so <laughs> uh to, well, why do know, you say that that's interesting because i've never why. seen you behind the bar why do you say that I don't know. I just, I just, uh, it seems like wherever I work, uh, to know me is they like, tr it's not that they don't trust me, mm -hmm. but they definitely don't take me seriously as a person. Like I, I don't, I don't exude like anything that seems like I want to be there for a long time, you know? Probably cause you're a comedian. They pick I up on the comedic energy. <laughs> it's the same thing. I think it's the same thing that, uh, like a lot of people tell me I look really serious. You do. And it's really yeah. just, it's an indifference, you know? So like um, around funny people, I'm like, whatever. But around serious people, I'm like, well, you also shouldn't take yourself seriously or all. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So um, that brings me to my next question. Like, how did you start comedy? Um, it's, I, I think it was just kind of a natural thing that I, I kind of was already doing in my life when I'm always just, I'm always just trying to see what works like joke wise around everybody. Like growing up like in your family or school, like were you like a class clan or were you more like um, deadpan humor? Like what, uh, what, what, what were you like growing up? Uh, growing up? 
I don't know. It's just, it's just a regular kid. I don't know. At some point it just, just became an important thing for me to be able to make people laugh. It just mm. became. When was that? Like, do like, you like high remember? School. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you remember like what happened in high school? Like what were some funny things that happened? Oh, funny things that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if you put it. It's more like you're always making fun of everything, you know? Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So it's well, just continue. It's a, it was just a way of life for you yeah. to make fun well, of Well, what made you want to get into comedy? I feel like because, like, I got divorced and I was starting, like, dating and all these, like, horrible, like, online experiences pushed me into just, like, well, I was complaining so much. I think my friends got sick of me and I took <laughs> it to, like, online, this, like, chat room. So I would just always, like, talk shit all the time. And I got... Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, where is a place I can complain and be accepted? Oh, wait, let's do stand-up comedy. Because I've always yeah. wanted to, but I didn't have enough material. And then finally, like, oh, this is like, oh, this is a great, great place to do it, right? So I, I've been doing it for like a month now. It's great. I can put all my negativity and transform it into something that's like uh, accepted, I guess. So that's, that's yeah. how I started. Yeah. So your um, stuff is all, it's very dating heavy. Yeah, because I, cause I feel like happy people, okay, this is my thoughts. Um, if you're really happy about something, you don't need to complain about it, right? It's like, yeah. it's just unnecessary, right? So only things that you feel annoyed, uh, you would complain about, right? So for me, it's like other parts of my life are pretty good, but this part of my life, I just, just dealing with so many idiots. And like, I actually quit online dating like about like two weeks ago and I, I felt better because I just focus on my funny stuff now so that's kind of how how i got yeah. started we'll see if it still is dating heavy i want to branch out to more stuff i tried my john mayer jokes last night they didn't land so i'm <laughs> still like i'm still like all right uh what's funny um but i haven't I, been I, able to see your set and the only time you came by the green room i wasn't there that day oh man see uh, i still haven't been able to see all? yeah what so how'd you know my stuff is dating heavy did, did i like well, you, to the you, grapevine you or something well, you just said right now. I mean, that's oh. that's that that's <laughs> okay. the bulk of your material. Is comes. I mean, dating yeah. is a horrible thing. Dating is an yeah. dating yeah. is an awful. Yeah. It's like this. It's like looking for a job that nobody's going to pay you. Like, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. as a woman, I think it's a little bit different. Um, if we negotiate well, we can get some stuff. But that's that's for another day. Um, so, uh, uh, do you remember your first? Huh? Yeah, come see my sets. I'm I'm going to Harp tomorrow, so uh, we'll see yeah. how that goes. Um, so, do you remember your first open mic and like what you talked about? Uh, yeah, my first open mic I killed because I was see I, I was working at a at a high volume restaurant at the time, so I got to workshop my stuff all ah. the time. Nice. We have we have a colleague, and I don't know if you've met him yet, Zach White, and he's hilarious. And I and I credit it mainly to him. He works at Olive Garden, mm -hmm. so he's always able to just workshop his stuff. He knows it's going to kill before he ever hits the stage. What does workshop mean again? Sorry, I'm workshop is, like, um... is what we're doing on the mic. You know, we're we're, we're oh, just like oh, okay. Yeah, but if you have a crowd of people around you all the time, and you're kind of in this fast-paced environment that requires your brain to just mm. be at like a constant up then then you're probably workshopping your stuff like and you're, you're not even thinking about it the way we kind of we're waiting for it where this is what i'm going to say this is what i'm going to say this i'm going to say it like you already get to do that around all your coworkers, and that's my bar sucks because it's it can be kind of slow and so i don't get to yeah. workshop my stuff but when i first started out i was at a high volume restaurant and so i already knew that this stuff was going to kill and it did awesome. and i was i was talking about why uh i always date bisexuals Oh, can we hear one joke 
or will that give it away? Uh, well, I don't. I actually haven't done because I consider it old stuff, so I haven't uh -huh. really done it very much since then. It was okay. just basically like a. That's why uh, my girlfriends always are obsessed with eating my ass. I want you to know that as I'm saying, my girlfriend came up to me and put her ass up to my face. I love it. Your girlfriend's so funny. She's hilarious. Yeah, she's hilarious. And yeah. So, uh, hi. What's up, girl? <laughs> What's up? What's up, baby cat? She's douching What's up? out right now. Yeah. She's awesome. I love her. Um, yeah. So, can you tell us, like, how did you bamboozle to getting the green room? Because you're the what guardian is, of the What does that mean? Room. I saw that word. It means, I'm, I'm like, sure it means like you... Um, probably not. Uh, English is my second language. So it's like, how did you get it? Because um, so the green room for the people who don't understand, it's like you pay five bucks and you get a slotted mic and you get to go up there. So yeah. it's a good place to work out your material because people there, they want to be there um, and they pay money. Um, and it's like a pretty good environment to test out your jokes. And then you're in but charge also you, of that. You can get in and get out of there really fast. I mean, is the convenience. Okay. It's like you, okay. you do it when, when you want to do it, when you need, and so you can kind of move on to the next thing. Cause Mike's like, how long were you at father's probably at least a couple hours, right? Yeah. Uh, I say yeah. forever. I like a uh, green room with the, the time that Elise was hosting because it was just, uh, it was nice. Cause it was like, I think five or six people. And they're all really good, really serious about it. So yeah, yeah. guys, go to Gino's green room. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> but how did you get that room? It's so weird. It's a middle of like a like two hundred rooms in Santa Ana, and like I just I I literally just looked for a place that that looked like that and was I just wanted I saw that <clears throat> I'd been going around Santa Ana uh, that part of Santa Ana for a while and just kind of racking my brain on like how do we bring a scene down here and then one day Evan Cassidy just changed the location of his oh, wow. mic over there and then his all mic is great too down. yeah uh, I love Evan Cassidy he's awesome. Yeah, he's he does something. I mean, he's he's hardworking in the industry, mm -hmm. and I I say that he, basically Orange County owes its comedy scene to him yeah. in no small part. But I mean, now it's now it's so much bigger, and people come down from L.A. and the Inland Empire, mm -hmm. and uh, it's kind of got a reputation as being a warm, welcoming comedy scene. Absolutely. And it would just be nice if, uh, like in Los in all the metropolitan areas, they have you know open mic comedy crawls. You don't have to go so far to go from one mic to the next. You can hit up like three, yes. four. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this like, is. Yeah. And so yeah, this. Yeah, 15 I, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So all, all the mics, all the mics now there are within walking distance of each other. And that's mm -hmm. just, that's really what I wanted. And I'm so glad that other people are doing the same thing and, and bringing their presence and their talent down into uh, downtown Santa Ana because the place is ripe for a scene mm -hmm. and, and it's got so many good, uh, like, like if you're there and you're miking, there's also great places to go eat or like mm -hmm. catch shows. There's the Frida Theater down there, the Fourth Street Marketplace. It's, I love it. That's awesome. And listeners, if you're in stand-up comedy, please Venmo Gino like five bucks to uh, reserve the green room because <laughs> it's worth it. Truly. Um, there's some we'll stuff be, that we'll happens. shows there. We're gonna we're gonna be doing more stuff. We have. I, I've been doing, we've been doing the Tuesday, every other Tuesday. I'm going to have one more for the year. And that's just nice. kind of, uh, and we're kind of pushing that out to the, uh, to the local residents who are really welcoming of the comedy scene too. They pay attention. I don't know if you know, they pay attention to us. Like they know. What? Yeah. They know everybody's what? set. Mm. <laughs> it's oh, a little daunting, right? Because <laughs> that makes you feel like yeah. you need fresh stuff all the time, but it's really exactly. great. Exactly. Or, or like you just don't care and you just do the same jokes all the time. <laughs> 
well, you got to work it out. I mean, you can't, you can't develop a phobia of working your stuff out. That's true. And hopefully so, you're always adding more tags and jokes to your bits. So it's not exactly the same. Yeah. Time, you know? Yeah, exactly. So do you feel like, okay, I need some advice because last night my John Mayer jokes didn't land and I'm still mad about it. Should I try two more places before I scrap it? Or should I just you should, you should try at least once, but like, mm-hmm. are you recording yourself? Yes. I are thought it was hilarious. Like, are you listening to the uh, recording? Yeah, I am. Uh-huh. I guess I'm Here's just the thing. You don't funny. know who loves you because there's, <laughs> I don't want to say any names, but like some, like I said, they pay attention. And I was talking to one of the guys around Santa Ana that follows us micers around. We call ourselves mm-hmm. micers. They call us comics, which is great. I love it. Mm-hmm. And he's, he said, he told me who his favorite one was. And I'm like, really that guy? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I was just like, I, I almost didn't, uh, cause I don't see him mic around too much. I, some people you consider like half a comic because you don't really see them working them, their stuff out too much. It seems like they're hobbyists. They're not really out to go get it, you know? And he's just like, yeah, that's my favorite guy. And I'm like, Oh, I, hmm. I never would have saw that coming, you know? So, I mean, if it's funny to you, hmm. you're, def- you're definitely speaking to a lot of people out there. If it's gender, if you, if you yeah. hear it and it makes you laugh, then then stick to your guns but you do have to meet the audience halfway at some point that's true yeah because i feel like um because i'm an asian woman so like anytime i go to a mic i'm always like the different one right so i'm always constantly trying to figure out how can i relate to uh white guys in their 20s right and i'm like ah like (laughs) dick jokes like ah what what can i do but it's um thank you for saying that because i feel like it is a challenge and it's a fun challenge to get to do that. And I think once I get to bigger audiences, it'll be like a different, this is fun, you know, just like what works on you may not work on another person and it's just fun stuff. Um, so do you feel like as a bartender that's helped you with comedy or do you feel like when you became a comedian it helped you in your bartending? Like what's, um, like? I mean, what, what really helps me be a bartender is just, I love hang. I'm just like, it's like being a professional at hanging out. Mm. And so I'm I'm really good at hanging out with. People. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, what's your best bartender joke? Oh, I don't do that. I don't. Yeah. That's like uh, you know, because I tell them I'm a comic, and so sometimes they'll come to my shows and like oh. I'll make friends. You know, like we'll hang out outside of work. But, uh, nice. It's, that's the worst thing you can. You should know, right? Uh, that's the worst thing you can ask a comic. I'm not funny I'm though. Like, do you know that? I'm not but, funny. That's why I'm doing. Do you, do you podcast, ever tell them? So you guys can be the funny ones. <laughs> Is that why you're doing that? Yeah, you exactly. Because I don't. Before you were a comic, right? Uh, do, I was doing other uh, podcasts. It was more business related. It's kind of boring. Um, yeah. But yeah, you are supposed to be the funny one. I'm supposed to be just asking ridiculous questions like Zach Galifianakis. Like Zach Galifianakis. No, Zach. Yeah. If you're like Zach Galifianakis, then, then it's like uh, you're heckling me. Because I don't know enough about you to heckle, yeah. I feel. You know what I mean? Like, because, okay, the reason why I started doing this, because I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I don't smoke. So there's no way for me to even make friends, okay? This is my loneliness trying to reach out to other <laughs> comics, you trying okay? to reach out, yeah. So, exactly, exactly. You don't drink, you the don't smoke. There are plenty possible. of people who hang out there, and they just, uh, we're just all on different levels. Like, sometimes some of them are coked out, and I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like I have to be part of that in order to engage with everybody, you know? But you said you drank like three drinks yesterday. Yeah, that's, that's, that's as much as you I feel like that's a lot. Or maybe am I just, I mean, okay. Like what, how would you define an alcoholic? Like how but many so, drinks make somebody an alcoholic? No, what makes someone an alcoholic is that they have to be drinking every day. Oh, okay. 
Um, and it's not e- it's not even just to have a good time. It's just like functioning. To get okay. Okay. It's basically the relationship uh, that I have with weed. I'm a weedaholic. See, that's the thing. Like, because you guys have these substances to bond over, I don't have it. And I, I know my personality. I have an addictive personality. So yeah. I don't want to do it. Like, that's I all in your myself. head. You don't need the substances to bond. Some of us are high and some of us aren't. I'm not getting high every time I'm hanging out, but I am yeah. always hanging out. I'm, not, I'm definitely not drinking every time I'm hanging out. Now I have to get a personality. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you have to grow that a personality. Sucks. You have oh. to water it every day and give it sunlight. Yeah. I hate that. It was better when people just like me for my looks. Um, anyways, um, so who are your like uh, best customers you enjoy being with? Who are like the awesome customers? Who are the awesome customers? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the ones who always want to get me high. Wow. So do you get free weed? Do people, people just want to do stuff for me. It's nice. People want to buy me drinks. Like, can I buy what's you a the most, uh What's the best thing somebody's bought for you? the best thing somebody's bought for me. Someone gave me a bottle of uh, Don Julio 1942. Wow. That's a $175 bottle of tequila. What was that like? And the thing is, he said, he's like, you can keep it for yourself or you can sell it back to me at a shot. What? (laughs) Is he, is he, oh, who's this guy? Let me take his number. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he's definitely a lonely, awkward dude. High energy. Perfect. He He sells coffee in the area. Is he rich? Uh, he's at least a little rich because sometimes he'll just like throw a hundred bucks my way. Oh, um, that's what's yeah, cool about my work. After. It doesn't it doesn't get very busy, but people get very grateful for some good company. Nice. So, how much should I tip a bartender? Uh, just give him. Just any time you're in the service, you're asking for something from a service industry professional. You just give him twenty percent. Not a hundred bucks. Uh, I was sure, helping you. Give me a hundred bucks. Sure. Give me a hundred bucks. <laughs> so give, yeah, exactly. give me a hundred bucks. <laughs> Come to my hotel and give me a hundred bucks. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right, Folks, Gino, uh, uh, Venmo Gino money. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's I how can... you're going to get to the green room. That's how you're going to comedy in Orange County. All right. So um, who are your nightmare customers? Who do you, who do you not like dealing with? Um, I felt like I wanted to go back just for a second and say, if you feel like you're not bonding with people, just stand in a circle awkwardly and wait for it to come to you. <laughs> I just wanted to finish with that because I think you'll get along with everybody. I think you have okay. that bitter attitude that's going to get along with everybody, <laughs> but you're afraid to let it out. Don't be afraid. Just, I know you got, everyone's got this little thing that they want to kind of like run and hide when it's all over. And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't have to shine a spotlight on me, but I think you're, you're going to get along with everybody. Oh, thank you. You it's have a very warm environment. You I don't have. I don't believe have in me. That's shocking. Um, I believe in people, but oh. um, I I don't have a type of customer that I hate. Uh, I don't know. I guess anyone who tries to pull one over on me, and then I'll, mm-hmm. and then they try to like complain when you call them out on it or something. Yeah, screw them. Yeah, so screw okay, so like, um, can you tell different people's personalities from the drinks that they order? Uh, I mean. To an extent, not really. I mean, I can tell kind of where they're coming from in some regard. Ooh, like what do you mean by where they're who, coming from? Like uh, anyone who likes fruity stuff. Uh, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? Are they gay? Okay. It means they're homosexual. Oh, okay. It means it's a male homosexual who enjoys penis in and or around his face. Okay, what about females who like fruity? <laughs> Are we gay too? Are we lesbians? For like, yeah. okay. No, you're just you're homosexual men in, in a female body. That's, 
months. Oh man, I thought my sex <laughs> surgery changed that. Well, yeah, you still thought that tell. changed that it. sucks. Yeah, right. Yes. No, I wouldn't say it says a whole lot about a person if they order their drink a certain. Okay, way. so what can I order to seem cool? To seem cool? Oh, uh, <laughs> if you basically if you order like if it's a brown possible alcohol, for me to be cool at all. If, if you yeah, order but... alcohol, that's by itself, kind of. You know, like uh, I'll I'll have a scotch on the rocks, or I'll have a scotch. Uh, okay. Okay, I'll take note of that. Um, do you oh, memorize all the what to make, or like do you ask people what is in it? Because I actually took bartending class, but I forgot everything. Yeah. What do you? What tips do you have for bartenders? How to be like oh, just, you? Just don't be how to be like me. <laughs> uh, no, just don't be afraid to. Don't be afraid to look it up. Just don't don't have any shame. Don't. I see people like trying to hide it, like they're like looking it up and they're trying to get away from you. It's like, mm -hmm. but I mean, there's no way you're gonna know every drink, so you just that's true. You're like, hey, what's in that? You don't know what's in that? How do you know you like it? Mm. That's very true. So okay, this is for my own benefit. How can I find the richest guy at the bar by sight? Um, you can't because rich yeah. people rich people spend too much time making money and they don't have good taste in clothes. That's good. That's some good stuff that I'm, I'm learning already. So, okay. How can I identify the easiest girl at the bar? She's going to be advertising. Oh, what does that mean? Break it down for us, please. Break it down. Take she's, notes. Yes. She's going to be, she's going to be advertising. She's going <laughs> to, what does that mean? She's going to be like, Hey, this is up for grabs. If you want it, it's right here. There was a girl that came down to the bar a couple weeks ago. She's, I could tell she was working. You know what I mean? She had left her her companion upstairs in the room and she came downstairs to get some attention. And as soon as she kind of just felt like this is a place where she wanted to be for a little bit, she took off her sweater and she's just wearing lingerie underneath. Whoa. And it's That's... just complete, completely see-through, no bra. And she's just kind of hanging Whoa. out. Who did she go home with? Well, she went back to her companion, but she got my Facebook before she left. Whoa. So you could have hit it? Huh? You could have hit it? Well, no, she was with someone who's paying her bills. Oh, then why is she advertising? Is she bored? Well, she's doing that. I mean, that's clearly her business. And then she kind of came down. Wait, she's an escort? Yeah. Don't you have any friends that are sugar babies? I don't. That's why I need new friends. Um, but I mean, like, people who are not sugar babies who just want to get laid for the night. What do you mean? Just regular people. Oh yeah, I mean, I've had that too. But again, yeah, this, uh, the 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 tits were hanging out, and uh, it was all very. There was no guesswork. Ah, I see. Yeah. Okay. There so, was nothing to the code. Okay. So, what was the funniest thing that's ever happened to you at work? The funniest thing? Uh, mm -hmm. Some some drunk chick came down and just kind of started squirming on the ground after a while. I think she what? wanted someone to like try to help her up, and then she would like bring them down with her that I think that was her fantasy because she was just down there what? like needing attention. She just came, she started squirming on the ground. Like she wanted what? Like, like literally squirming on the ground. Her. Yeah. It was weird. And people start passing by and they think it's my fault because I overserved. <laughs> yeah. Down that yeah. What did you do? Uh, I had to tell her, I'm like, you're going to get it together. Or I'm going to have to call the cops. <laughs> okay. And then what'd you do? She'd get it together. Uh, no, the front desk person called her uh, the room that they knew she was in, have a friend come and like clean her up, basically. Scoop wow. her up. Okay, that is 
pretty crazy. Um, so who, who do you find funny? Who do I like in like as comics? Yeah, comics, regular life, uh, you know, comedians who made it. Who do you find is hilarious? I, I like just all the I think I like all the people who everybody likes. I like I love Dave Chappelle. I love Louis C.K., God rest his soul. I love uh Did he die? Bill Burr. He died from a tragic masturbation accident. What? No way. Okay, let me look this up. Do not know about Louis C.K. Okay, but, okay, this is how I feel, okay? You're a yeah. talented person despite whatever things in your personal life, so I stand yeah. with Louis. Uh, I'm going to hashtag stand with Louis. That's gonna actually going to be the episode name. Okay, uh, hashtag stand with Louis. But he didn't die, right? Don't... No, he's, he's not, he's not okay. truly dead. He, okay. He's touring again, actually. He's, I think he's going to be all right. I think he's going to come back all right. I hope so, anyway. I, I really like yeah. him, and I don't think he's going to stop being funny. Because I feel, okay, this is my theory on uh, men who make it, okay? Just give them uh-huh. something to look forward to, okay? Like, if he's going to be that successful, give him a pass, okay? If he's going to masturbate in front of somebody, who cares? Did he really hurt you? No, okay? So just yeah, I really think it's, it's, it's this horribly awkward thing, but it's not like, it's not like a sex crime. It's yeah, not, it's not like he, like, uh, you know, killed somebody. Yeah, or, or even um, it's like he assaulted. Or them. Yeah, exactly. It's just... I mean, okay, if it's okay, just some if awkward guy, shit. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like if a guy masturbated in front of me and I didn't want to be a part of it, I could just leave. Yeah, I you have leave. to ruin his career. Come on, like it's hard. It's hard. I think. Here, guys. I think the what <laughs> what people get stuck on is like uh, these were people who are maybe technically his employees, but okay. So here's what happened, and this is what I this is what I hypothesized before I found it to be actually true. Mm-hmm. because he's louis is an ugly awkward ginger bald guy but he's rich right? so it doesn't matter well no and it's not even that it's so he came up just trying to figure out how to get women's attention and then one day he had a pervy friend who was a woman and he said can i jack off in front of you and she said yeah and he's like oh well this is how it happens this is how it works and it's her fault she said yes so what do you expect Okay. Well, I mean, it's That's crazy. anybody's fault. This is just like how you get conditioned as, uh, okay, well, this works for me and not many other things. And so, yeah, at some point, Sarah Silverman said, yeah, he used to ask me. And sometimes I'd say, yeah. And sometimes I'd say, fuck no. And we'd go get pizza. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. That's Sarah. Exactly, She's awesome. Yeah, because yeah, he asked her, so what do you expect? Like, yeah, and, but, and then sometimes she said no. And he's like, all right. Yeah, then no, yes. Yeah, you're lost. Cares. Yeah. Like, huh. Anyways. And so, yeah, it's just, I'm like, it's that's not her fault. That's not he, her, I feel. He's not Harvey Weinstein. He's not a fucking Yeah, he's not, yeah, he's not a monster. He's hilarious. There are, degree, just, there are degrees she of She had the right to say no. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. But okay. yeah, he's, I, lo- I love his humor is, is to me, and Bill Burr, the way he's just, mm-hmm. he's just everything just irks him. I love that. I love that type of shit. I wish I could have that type of energy because I have, my jokes have to be super funny because I have zero energy on stage. But that's also funny. Yeah, just I'm, I think that sometimes what gets people is that I'm saying this fucked up thing and I have this deadpan. Yeah, and everything, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, good to know we're on the same page uh, for Louis. Uh, so what do, you, <laughs> <laughs> what do you enjoy talking about? Uh, I, I like all, I, I, you know what? I can really get into stoner conversation. Hmm. I've been accused of that at my bar. They're like, this isn't bar talk. I've had a guy like correct me, like he's policing me. This isn't bar talk. 
This is dispensary talk. What is dispensary talk? Sorry, I'm so yeah, sheltered. You, I don't know. You're talking just, about uh, yeah. spirituality and, you know, like how you feel about life itself, shit like that, you know, mm-hmm. philosophy, like, like where drunk talk is going to be more like sports and, you know, I can't stand that. Like real sports, reality TV, true crime. I can't like, why would I watch TV to watch actual things happening? I watch TV to escape from reality, not to mm. try to engage. Mm. That's a good point. Huh? I don't know enough stoner comedy, um, but can you give an example? Of stoner talk? Yes. Uh, it's going to get like annoyingly deep and boring. Good. That's yeah. what this podcast is for. Okay. So it's ASMR. Yes. It's going to be ASMR. It's going to yep. be ASMR. Yep. Um, you have a nice voice though. So yeah, just keep going. Oh, thank you. Uh, okay. Like, um, like uh okay for like i don't ascribe to a religion i'm like i'm an existentialist and so that means a couple of things at the same time so it's there's it's like a dichotomy between the shared and the individual reality mm-hmm. and so the idea that anything can happen outside of the the presence of an observer but we're constantly being observed and so our realities tend to intersect and influence one another yeah. And that's why I don't like to tell people much about me. I, I'm, I think I'm kind of known as a little bit closed off. And it's not that I'm closed off. It's just that I refuse to, in my perspective, have other people's perceptions, uh, other people's perceptions uh, influence my reality. Wow. That's some deep stuff. I don't think, I don't know if our listeners can understand. We're too dumb. Um, but this is interesting. <laughs> I yeah, I can, okay, too. but... Yeah. I yeah, maybe it's just uh you're too smart for all of us. No, it's just um, um, mine is thinking different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's I actually enjoy more intellectual comedy anyways cuz I think it's not just like slapstick or just uh, whatever dick jokes, which I do like, you know, on occasion. Um, you know, mix it up yeah. variety is a spice of life, but it's like it's it's uh, interesting uh, to add to that. I'm trying so hard to get away from that because I think I think I'm I'm really too good at dig jokes and I'm trying. Mm-hmm. I had a set a couple weeks ago at flappers when I came up, I went up there and I was ready to tell my set. And it's a set that had been killing for like close to a month or something. So I, I had a lot of confidence in it. I went up there mm-hmm. and I noticed that in the front row are like some people's like grandmas and stuff that came to support. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, well, grandmas you, need dig too. Don't that's true. I mean, grandmas need love too. Right. Yeah, but exactly. it's more like, the grandmas and the grandchildren in the same room at the oh, same time. Oh, okay, that. okay, that makes sense. Because I've lived with some old people before, and I know they're fucking dirty, and I yeah. know that sweet old ladies are sweet because they're thirsty. They sweet, they secretly hope that you're gonna fuck them. Yeah, I know that. Exactly. But nobody wants to hear that about their grandma. <laughs> Who's the oldest you've done? What's the oldest you've gone? It's the oldest. Uh, recently from the hotel, I think this girl, I think this woman was in her. I have this. I just really like trashy women and this, this, she was like, she was just preserved surgically. So she had these big mm-hmm. fake boobs and fake lips. And I think she was like in her like late fifties. Oh, wow. How old are you? If you don't mind. I do mind. Yeah. 
costume. So <laughs> what, <laughs> hey, you never know. If you, yeah. So, so um, like at the bar, do you feel like uh, women at different ages, they order different drinks? Do they behave differently? Like how no. can you? No, no, you're the same. What about dudes? Every, everyone's pretty much the same, except, except once, once, <laughs> once a woman feels like she doesn't have the looks that maybe she used to have, or, um, you know, she doesn't have it quite as much, mm-hmm. like not up there at nine and a half, ten-ish, mm-hmm. then they start just being a little more frank with like, hey, why don't we just go to my room? That's the most effective though, right? Because it's like, why even beat around the bush if you just want some, you just ask for it, right? Well, I'm sure you've gone through this a little bit. I mean, it's like if the way I put it, and I hate it because I, I hear that uh, Daniel Tosh told a similar joke. It's just like if everyone was trying to offer you a million dollars and like the first few times you'd be like, fuck yeah, I could use a million dollars. And then after like 10 of those, you're like, all right, I've got like $10 million. I don't even know what to do with I've got <laughs> too, many, too many million dollars. And everyone's just everywhere I go, I can't walk down the street without someone trying to give me a million dollars. Just leave me alone. That's how I feel like it is with pretty women. Don't ha- haven't you gotten like just too many offers or. This is how I feel about it. I feel like now I'm really strategic uh, since the divorce, so it's just like I'm very upfront. Like, if you don't bring anything to my life, then I don't even want to talk to you. Kind of like guys, right? Because you guys don't even bother with girls you don't find attractive, and you only talk to a girl if you want something from her, right? So I feel like I'm more like because growing up, I was never like super pretty, so mm-hmm. I had to like develop my intellect, and like I just didn't bother with guys for a really long time, and I don't mind just like being by myself, I'm okay, but I feel like I'm more strategic about it. I haven't had a million dollar offer yet, but I had I somebody I who hinted, yeah. somebody who hinted and I was so stupid. So, okay. So this guy was like, um, he's like a Taiwanese dude. He was like shorter than me. So I'm really short already. So he's really <laughs> short. And he was um, CEO of like a shoe insert company. And yeah. then he was on um, EB5 visa. So that means he had $500,000 to spare to invest in an American company and create 10 jobs. So this guy has money. And we met on this Chinese dating site and then we went to Hot Pot and then he asked me, what would you do if you didn't have to work at all? And I'm like, I work in my business. What a stupid answer. I should have just taken, and he didn't even know English. It would have been perfect. I was so stupid. Oh my God, I will never live this down. I had an offer. So what you said was, what would you do if you didn't have to be independent? And you would say, and you said, I would be independent. Exactly, right? How dumb am I? You know, I was such yeah. a dumbass. Uh, now I have to find... Uh, now you have to find another short Taiwanese guy. I, okay. Would you, know you, I, would you marry? Would you be able to live with someone? I mean... Because this, this is my thought, right? Okay. You strike me as, and I don't take this in any way, asexual. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I feel like I'm so jaded from yeah. what I've had. I'm just like, I don't even want to deal with this right now. Uh, but yeah, I know what you mean. I totally know what you mean. Um, I feel like I can amp it up if I tried. But my, my theory is this, okay? Uh-huh. I bring the personality and you can bring me the money. And uh, if you support my comedic career financially so I can have a stress-free life, that's the most yeah. romantic thing a guy can do for me, like period. So yeah. that's why I feel right now. Cause I feel like on stage and comedy, I'm just so bitter and angry and I, I, I need to harness that bitterness on stage. So it's funny. So I can't be 
seductive because I feel like how can you even maybe a, a female comic has done it uh, way better than I can I'm sure there has but how can you be very sexual and charming on stage as a woman does that make any sense well some like, women are I don't know if you yeah call... maybe some women yeah I haven't yeah I'm sure there are but I don't know if you call it sexual and seductive but they are like they're not hiding I, th I think you're a pretty girl I think but you don't wear it Thank you. Hmm, huh, interesting. You, you wear so the, how should I, okay, how should I? You wear a much more professional persona. Because, uh, uh, so how can I uh, con a rich man to marrying me? You want to con, see, that's what it's, it, so it sounds, you, you're not looking to just even have fun with a guy. You're looking for someone to settle down with. Who's going to yeah, make like you. Just throw me the money, like. Uh, just leave me alone. But you're, you're not looking you can for have like, other wives if you want. Like I don't care. Just leave me alone. But even like you don't. You're not even looking for like not even looking for a guy. But you're like not even open to a guy just for like. Like an ATM machine would be great, Gino. That would be great. That's that's 100 percent of it, right? Yeah. Not sexual satisfaction. Not emotional. Because okay, I like uh, we did okay. So okay, in married, I was married for like a year, right? So like, okay, that had to be rough uh yeah for the guy yeah. um so uh <laughs> it, yeah it was um so you don't end up because married life it's like about other things right like i don't know if it was just me like i had low libido or whatever i haven't had sex in two years and i don't really care anymore i just yeah. put all the frustration and anger into the comedy so it's yeah. like you don't even have sex that much in marriage so like i don't care if i'm Cause my um my ex was a Magnum, and did you hear my bit on Small Dig Energy? Your ex was a Magnum. Yeah. So that was that a bad thing, or was that just not even a thing? Because okay, if you're very handsome and hung, you don't need money to get laid, right? So yeah, no. girls come to you. So for me, it's a horrible thing because uh, I would end up working, and he would play Dota two on Steam and uh, watch Narcos on Netflix, right? So yeah. to me, it was a loss and we didn't even fit right. I feel, uh, sorry, listeners, uh, mental image, but so I, uh, we didn't, oh, fit right. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were talking about personality wise, but it didn't, oh, it didn't work way. I mean, I don't know. This is how I feel. Like, I feel like I have so much like bitterness and angriness. I feel like I can yeah. only deal with an extremely logical guy who's very grounded. Um, uh -huh. and I feel that guys try to compete with me to be who's funnier, if that makes any sense. Because once they found out, because once they, they, this is just recently, right? Because I just started comedy like a month ago and I was like, oh, I yeah. do stand up comedy. And like, oh, they're like, oh, tell me a joke. And I was like, no, no, it's okay. I'm like, no, See, tell me a joke. Work, right? you don't, and yeah. I'm like, ah, okay. That, and I tell them the joke and they're like, it's not no funny. Yeah. So yeah, it no, it doesn't work that way. It's a performance. You're on stage. You're feeding yeah. off of the. There's no way you can copy that for one person just across like an interpersonal communication like that. Exactly. So it's like, I I really highly doubt I'm gonna date somebody funny because I turn into a competition. I don't know what it is. Uh, it just kind of turns into that way, and I hate it because I'm trying to like do my thing. Uh, I think he, you a little bit live things out before they have a chance to happen what does that mean well i mean you've only been in it for a month so you can't really even say how it how it would pl play out but you kind of how, how many years should i be in it no i so. mean see exactly <clears throat> there's no set amount you just kind of 
kind of feel it out. And I mean, that, I mean, it's cliche, but you live in the now, you know? And it's kind of weird. Um, I feel like you have more pen compassion than others. Uh, but yeah, you're right. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, any advice for uh, people starting out in comedy? What would you say? No, wait. So you only lasted a, a year with this person who you didn't seem to fit well with. Why did you get married? I, okay. This is the bulk of my comedy, right? So I feel like um, women are ways to see the potential in men even if they're like freaking homeless we're like oh you know we can we can make him better uh we can uh help him and do all that stuff so at the time um he was like a nail technician and he was going into like coding boot camp and stuff so he was on track to becoming like somebody with a stable job right and the only thing that was standing in the way was a green card so i felt like well he seems Uh... like pretty ambitious okay let me help him don't do this ladies okay don't don't let your maternal instincts uh, fool you, okay? Because exactly. if a man is going to be successful, he would be successful already. He doesn't need your help. Don't make him feel like a girl uh, by helping him. So just, just don't help there, your man. Just, there's a little bit of a like, an, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm a big evolutionary biology nerd. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there's a big aspect of like women who are good at making a bet on a guy and sometimes that translates into oh i want to fix this mess but if you're gonna marry a like a millionaire or rich guy it's better to catch them before they've made their fortune before they've made themselves because you know what i think on the ground floor you own a piece of what they got if you get them when they're already at that level they don't feel like you have a stake in them there might be prenups involved they understand how to protect themselves and so there's a lot to like, uh, like women who just kind of know, can can know how to make a bet on like which guy is gonna grow. And so you kind of saw that you're like, all right, well that's a good guy to make a bet on, but you made a bad bet. You know what I blame it on? I blame it that I had arranged marriage genes. Okay, my uh, great grandparents were arranged marriage, right? So yeah. it's like I blame it on the genes. That's one part, and the yeah. second part is like, what do you think of uh, Jeff Bezos' divorce from his wife? Because she made a good bet, right? And, yeah. you know, she made it out with a bunch of millions. But, like, it's still sad, you know, after, like, 20 years, like, building up this guy, building up Amazon. Because I feel like Amazon wouldn't have happened without McKinsey, right? But he still went with uh, – he divorced her for another married woman. And he was like, all right, uh, I'm done with you. Uh, thanks for the kids. Thanks for uh, the faith. But uh, I'm going to go with somebody yeah. else. So what do you think about that? Um, well, I mean, she walked away with some millions. I mean, it's, it's hard not to make that much money and not be a sociopath. But I mean, she didn't. Okay. So do you feel like McKinsey bet or a bad bet? Cause okay. Either way she won, right? She's way richer than probably at, at I least, will ever be. At right? least so, technically she won. If she, if yeah. she's got hurt feelings, nobody can really talk about that. Right. Know. So yeah. So do you feel like she made a good, cause her kids are, are going to be secure for generations right yeah and also uh, she wants a sexy right? dude she can afford one but like she but how do you bounce back from that it's like you you had the richest man right how can you go up you can't go up it's just like you're you know what i mean like well, there's we, no up. The money. jackie jackie onassis jackie kennedy onassis said uh the first time you marry for love the second time you marry for money the third time you marry for company so she's already skipped ahead in the game. She can marry for company now. Uh, 
then why even marry at that point? Just uh, that's a good hang out question. with you, right? Okay. My girlfriend wants to get married. Uh, in my opinion, we've been married the whole time. But if she wants the ceremony, that's fine. Uh, but she's just the person I like to hang out with most. And then uh, we can also have sex. It's a really great bonus. I just feel like marriage is like, um, like you have to uh, figure out what you want from it because it's not really a relationship. I mean, how do I explain this? It's like, okay, guys, you, okay, let me know what you think of my theory, okay? Like, guys, when you get with a woman, you basically get what is the closest thing to immortality there is, because you guys can have kids, right? And you, you procreate, your genes uh-huh. live on, blah, 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 blah. So yeah. what does a woman get out of the transactions, right? So then her negotiating skills come to play, right? Immortality, doesn't she? But it's, like, but it's like, okay, like, uh you know why the penis is shaped like a mushroom? Do I'm I know what? Going somewhere yeah, with, I'm going somewhere with this, okay? It's meant to dig out the other person's yes. sperm. Exactly. Did you read sperm wars? I feel like you probably did. Uh, no, but that's, that's part of the whole evolutionary. Yeah, exactly. So it's like nature wants me to, because uh, form follows function, right? So that yeah. means nature wants me to have men in rotation and the strongest guy wins, right? So how the woman determines the best guy that's for her to decide, right? Some women like money, some women like looks, some women like personality, right? So it's like, but the thing is like, uh, you can walk away any time. I mean, technically, right? Like morals, all that stuff, there's a lot of factors, but technically you can walk away, right? But with us, uh, if birth control is not in the picture, we're stuck with a kid for like forever, basically if you think yeah. about it and our may value goes down right so from my point of view it's like if you're going to marry as a woman why not marry the richest man who's going to provide for your offspring rather than uh solely <coughs> for love does that make sense yeah i don't know if i was a woman i'd probably be a porn star ah that's smart okay then i get your approval go ahead to be a porn star that'll probably help me get to a guy the fastest actually rich guy what were we talking about? Oh, bartender humor. Um, <laughs> That's definitely uh, what we were humor. talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more bartender stuff, please, so that we can cover up this uh, other thing. <laughs> bartender stuff. Gino, help me. Bar- help me come out with your yeah. uh, bartender stuff. Yes. Bartender stuff. You want to talk about bar stuff? <laughs> <laughs> bartender stuff. There's nothing, there's nothing interesting that happens in my bar. I run a very uh, quiet bar with business travelers. They hope that I have stories to tell because they have nothing. Yeah. Are, are business people boring? What are your real thoughts on business people? Um, they need to be able to stop talking about politics for five minutes. Mm. It's the most annoying Any, thing in the world. Anything else? It's always, it's always unprompted. It'll just be like a normal <laughs> conversation. And then out of, out of nowhere, it'll be like, and not socialism. I'm like, oh God, we weren't. Uh, how do we get on this <laughs> And then you just have to listen to it's just like it's like them they're taking a shit like you just gotta wait for them to finish. Like mm-hmm. it almost done. <laughs> I have some things that I have to do somewhere. That's <laughs> funny. So um uh, okay. Uh before we close out, uh yeah. any advice for our listeners? Any advice? Uh I think Jeff Garland said it best when he said Go after your dreams only if it's what you're good at. 
that's depressing. Uh, <laughs> how do you know? How do you know you're good at comedy? How do you know you're good at comedy? Because everywhere I go, I kill. Uh, in life, the stage is a different story. But in life, among people that I meet, how do you kill? Work. Do you kill by knife or gun? I kill with my butt. Your butt? Do you fart on them? Yes. And they die. Okay. I squish well, them. Uh, I guess I have to reevaluate my dreams, but Gino, everybody, <laughs> Gino, uh, bartender humor. He's been great. How can we find you, book you, uh, uh, force you to come to our bar, become our bartender? You can. You can Social find media. me on Instagram okay. at grepaolo. Huh? What is that Italian? That's kind of weird. Gino is Italian. Yeah. Can you spell it for our listeners? G i n o r i c c a r d i. And your Instagram name is totally different. Uh, my Instagram name is, yeah, I didn't envision me sharing my handle all the time when I made my Instagram name. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's Giri Paolo. That's G-I-R-I-P-A-O-L-O. That's my middle name, Paolo. Awesome. Thanks for confusing us. And follow him on Instagram, guys. <laughs> Book him. Uh, thank you so much for the chat. I really enjoyed it. Thanks yeah, for the intellectual conversations. Very lacking in my life as an asexual. But thank you so much. <laughs> uh, and uh, thanks, uh, thanks again. You were great. All right. I'll see you around. Thank you.